Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. How are we doing? Welcome back under the cosh, Nicky Weaver part two. It's here. We've arrived. But before we get going, it'd be rude not to mention the live show coming up very soon. Thursday, the 11th of October. Tickets are now available on the Twitter page and the Facebook page. There's a link there direct through to the booking site. 20 quid a ticket. That's not bad, is it? Especially when you consider all the profits are going to charity and... I just found out there's a £10 free bet as well with every ticket. So, technically, theoretically, it's only a tenner a ticket, if you're wise with it. And maybe you can get a couple of tips for dogs off Brownie and you, you know, you'll be getting paid to come. You'd have not to. Especially when you consider Jamie Hoyland and Chris Morgan as our first guest, hardest man in football, according to Parkett. Um, it's going to be a really good night. So, get on the page, get your tickets. Now, right, without further ado... Nicky Weaver, part two. Rhyme that, didn't it? You both talked about, you know, specifically in the early 90s, the late 90s, sorry, early 2000s, when there's a shift in the game, a lot more foreign lads are coming in, and we're looking more at the nutrition and all that stuff. But there's still, at that time... A drinking culture, it's still prevalent at that time. But did you ever get any foreign lads that came in and just embraced that English way of life and embraced that drinking yeah, I culture? Mean, a lot of foreign lads, you get your sort of your French lads aren't really drinkers. Yeah. A few of your Scandinavian boys will, and Dutch lads and Germans and all that will have a drink. I mean, Didier Man, he come to City, <laughs> he's, just, he's a boy like proper yeah. English lad, like loved a bit of cricket, bit of rugby league, yeah. all that sort of thing. Like to drink, just just a regular just a, a normal bloke you know and, but just English like you're thinking he's playing at World Cup final he's won Champions League and all this been yeah, at yeah. Liverpool for years and Bayern Munich all in Newcastle and all that just a regular lad and, but an absolute brilliant player never seen him give it away and you don't realise sometimes how good these players are until you sort of play with them and see them every day in training but someone like him he was like a throwback to 80s because he lived his life like someone in 80s you know and obviously he, he could he was in that era where it was sort of that transitional sort of era yeah like me and Parky will tell you, sort of, when we started, it was still a big, you know, there were no sports scientists and dietitians and all that crap. That's all like a new thing over the last sort of 10 or 15 years. You had a night out, you had to just fucking run your bollocks off to get the night out out of you. Yeah. That was, that was a, yeah. You know, the Christmas do, you'd, you'd, have, you'd go out Saturday, all day Sunday, off Monday, in Tuesday, it was a fucking proper slap, weren't mm. it? Proper session, you know, like... Sweat weekend out here. You're like, fucking hell, five, ten, three weeks. Sweat, sweat mm. that out of us. Yeah, yeah. But it was train Monday. It's Tuesday were like running day. Yeah. We'd train and then like, be like running club after and then you'd have Wednesday off, wouldn't it? Mm. And then 
it would just, you know, you, you played hard and worked hard sort of thing. And then it obviously, I remember, I think, round about 2000, is we brought our first ever fitness coach in, a Colombian guy. He would just be manager of, Me- of uh, Mexico, actually, at World Cup. A guy called Juan Carlos Hosario. Oh, yeah. Easy for you to say. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like Juan. Uh, I like Juan, just the one I wanted to see. And, uh, but yeah, he was the first one. He was sort of, we're doing all these stretches and he's talking about eating like ostrich eggs and all this shit. And you're like, you what? And it was just like, it was the first time we'd ever sort of seen it. So that were, that were like 2000-ish, that, so 2001 maybe. So that's so less than 20 years ago, isn't it? And it's sort of like that big transition then. And yeah. all the sort of... You know, Arsene Wenger had been here a good few years at that time, and just the mentality started to change then. Obviously, the money of the, in the Premier League then were getting bigger, and the sort of mentality started to change then, and the sort of the drink culture started to sort of drift away. Do you have to look at that differently now, though? Because you well, both of you, you're both doing your badges, but you know, you're saying there were major benefits from from back in the day, all going out, having a laugh, great for morale. So, is there any place for that culture, that lifestyle? The thing is, I, I think there's a lot to be said for it. I really do. I mean, I might just be fucking old-fashioned, but a, a good night out with all the lads is is as important as a, as a training session in the in the respect. If you go out on a Saturday night, so you've got the game Saturday, so the lads are looking forward to the night. Everyone comes into the game Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon, fucking buzzing and excited. Play the game, and and, and you're in a, you're in a, in a good mood before you get to the game, so everyone's happy. Go out Saturday night. You get in Monday morning, and everyone's talking about the Saturday night, and everyone goes into work Monday morning buzzing again. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I, oh, she were nice, weren't she? Yeah. Not bad. Did you did you take her back? I fucking did, I. <laughs> you know what I mean? But that but that's how it were, and, and and it got like you were excited, and everyone were talking. I mean, now mobile phones now have killed a dressing room. Lads will sit there and just nobody's talking. They don't communicate now, young lads. Yeah. Our young lads at the club under eighteen, they have to hand the phones in the morning. So they actually talk to each other in dressing room. Yeah. If not, they'd be just all sat there with their head down, looking yeah. at the phone. Everyone's just fucking liking on Instagram, liking yeah. birds. Swipe, swipe birds left on Instagram. Swipe left or right, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> what about nutrition side of it as well, though? Because obviously it's, it's well more than prevalent in modern game. Yeah, I um, think when you look at the top, top players, not just footballers, but, you know, athletes, they all these, you know, they go vegan, don't they, and things like that, and... And it's just, they do anything to try and find that little edge. You get some lads who aren't bothered. Yeah. Even now, at top level, you get some lads who are just naturally fit. They're natural. But you get other lads who then right buy into it and they, they, what, they're measuring everything out when they're cooking stuff and all that. So it, a lot depends on the individual, but the culture's just changed massively now. And certainly, you talk about drinking, it's, I mean, there's a time and a place, isn't there? And it's when you've got a few days off or it's international weekend or whatever, yeah. then by all means, go and enjoy yourself. But now, I mean, when I were playing... Up until the last sort of five or six or seven years of my career, I'd go out on a Saturday night and it didn't enter me if we had a game on a Tuesday. Where sort of towards the end of your career, like, well, I best take it steady now, I've got a game on Tuesday. So yeah. I wouldn't go out on a Saturday then. Yeah. But like early so on in your still career. Still go out Sunday, but yeah, you go out on Sunday. <laughs> you go out Saturday and Sunday. Saturday night, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so it's sort of like it changes and as you get older, I think, I don't know if Parker feels the same, but you get more professional yeah. as you get older because you know when you're young, you don't get, you know. You don't get tight hamstrings and things like that. You just get up, get, on, get on. You don't need a stretch. As you get older, you've got to look after your body a bit more, as you can see. But yes. the great man sat beside me. <laughs> obviously, that, obviously, that's somebody to look after. I've obviously never took took heed of that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I, I know what you mean. I mean, I, I used to go out every Wednesday night, student night in Barnsley, but, right? And I, and and, I, and this were a proper night out. This this were a four or five o'clock night out. And I'll I'll get enough for work at, at seven o'clock. Can't do that now though, can you? It's all 
drummed out at an early age. Yeah, I mean, you look in the academies now, you know, they do a video analysis under nines. I don't know, you just, it was just a big social thing, wasn't it? Mm. You know, I mean, you'd have a few pints in players' lounge after a game. Yeah. That's unheard of now. Having a drink in players' lounge, are like, you what? So that's what happened, they'd have a couple of pints in players' lounge. Sheffield Wednesday were the best because it was free. Yeah, it used to be free. <laughs> Park, Parky went one game and they suddenly changed that policy. <laughs> he, drank, he drank them dry. <laughs> Get on the coach like, fucking hell, fire. They didn't have wingy asking for a contract. <laughs> but yeah, you see, it's all just changed and just, and they've been drummed in now from, and it's such a fitness-based game now when it weren't then. You know, you look back to actually Jan Molby, for example, who's at primary school. A big lad, sat in set, never really moved out at centre circle, but yeah. a good player. You can't do that now. Yeah. You've got to be up down, you've got if you're midfield, you've got to be box to box, you've got to be fit. You're in gym and doing all these gym programmes. And uh, you used to have a couple of pints in the players' lounge with the lads you just played against. You know what I mean? It, it weren't just a, in your team, it were a, a, a camaraderie within within football as well, a little bit. Do you know when you were injured, did you used to go out more when you were injured? Well, um sort of, but it got I got to the point where it was really serious, money. I'd had two operations in England, and then neither of them worked. Physio sort of took me for a walk around, pictures at training ground, and he says, listen, uh, we really don't know what's going on inside your knee. So I'm thinking, fucking hell, you're meant to know, because you ask physio what's wrong, and they're yeah. meant to tell you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> surgeon had been in twice, not fixed it, my knee's ballooning up, I couldn't train, you're like, I couldn't bend my knee, but I'm thinking, fucking hell, I'm sort of 23 at the time, you know, and then he's saying, we're gonna have to send you to America. And so you know it's serious when you, you know, you're gonna stay. So I went over to America, Cut a long story short, I had two operations over there which were unsuccessful, but they had to do them before they touched on this big operation I had, which was having a dead man's cartilage inserted into my knee. So when it became apparent I needed this surgery, um, I had to wait for a donor, because if someone, similar size, similar build, right, yeah. um, I had to wait for, you know, someone... To die. To, yeah, so it's... In America? Yeah, because they have like donor banks, don't they, and stuff, so... It rather Christmas. Uh, I mean, it weren't. You must have been waiting long if you did it. Find a man, find a man same size. <laughs> <laughs> not in, not in America. Fucking <laughs> hell, <by> it. <laughs> it weren't all bad news though, because yeah. we decided I think early December that I needed this operation. So manager let me go to Mexico for a couple of weeks. Before, <laughs> uh, <laughs> went to Cancun for two weeks before oh, Christmas. Send your frogs. So, oh I. <laughs> anyway, come back January. Went back to America. Had this big operation. When I had it done, I realised how serious it were. I'm sort of twenty. For 25 at the time, perhaps 25 maybe, and um, I didn't have a drink for a year. Yeah. yeah worst year of my life. Like. <laughs> <laughs> His knee felt fine, but yeah. fucking suicidal. <laughs> okay, no. But I got to a point where I thought, if I have to retire here, I can't look back and have any regrets, because yeah. I thought I was going to have to retire. Got to a point where I was informing my insurers uh, on a monthly basis where my progress were, because we thought we were going to have to make a claim. Um, I even went to America once just for a scan to see if I could actually train. So I was lucky I was at a club like City who would sort of pay for me to do all that. Yeah. The operation I had, they didn't do in Europe at the time. I was first British footballer to have that particular operation. Um, and it saved my career, yeah. at mid-twenties. And um, I was lucky I had a long time left on my contract. I'd signed like, I think I signed like a five and a half year contract six months before I'd got injured. So yeah, I had no, time, so no they looked rush. after me. I'll always be grateful for him to that. And then, so I, my thought, biggest thing at City were getting back in and playing. Last season I was there, 2006, 2007, getting back in and uh, and playing, played that full season just about. And that, I class that as my biggest achievement in football because yeah, coming back, coming back, I was gone. I was absolutely gone. Was were it tough that like mentally? You know, when I look back, because it were all the same, it all just blurs into one. Yeah. But I just used to. 
I put everything into my rehab. You mean tip for England before then, weren't you? Yeah. I soon, uh, soon sorted that oh, out. What, <laughs> what netball? <laughs> <laughs> Tiddlywings. <laughs> but no, so yeah, so it sort of altered me right in my sort of prime years and sort of took away. I didn't play for like three years. I played one game in three years, yeah. I think. So it sort of altered me sort of peak years, sort of like 23 to 26, 27. I, I barely played. And that was most of the time when Kevin Keegan were there. And I got fit under Stuart Pearce and, uh, you know, I played. So when you mentioned Ben Thatcher. Okay, no. Character. Fucking ca- The greatest lad I think I've ever met. A fucking brilliant lad. Absolutely. All lads loved him. But he was a fucking... He just used to do the most stupid stuff. I mean, you've seen his tackles and all that. So yeah. I remember that one with Pedro Mendes when he, he fucking wiped him out. Were he like, well, that's way out, like? Not really. He just... People thought he was a bit of an hard man and he'll openly admit he weren't. He yeah. just sort of had a skinhead and a bit of a cockney boy and all that and just sort of... He played hard. He was, you know, Not a bit to, tough in tackle. Uh, but he was just an idiot. But <laughs> a likeable idiot. A good idiot, like. And he used to... Uh, he always fucking used to have a piss up against Bar when you went out. <laughs> uh, every, every time. So I remember being in this bar in Manchester and I'm stood next to him. He's gone, Weaver, I've just had a fucking piss. <laughs> and you're thinking, oh, for fuck's sake. So we've gone and sat down at his table. Next minute, a man, a woman come and stood just next to us. He takes his jacket off, this bloke, and puts it on the floor. So I'm thinking, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> so this piss is trickling down. Like, oh. you know, it's like, we're probably about six or seven pints in here, so it probably first and but it were a good one. Probably, <laughs> probably a good two pints within it, you know what I mean? You see it getting closer yeah. and closer. So after about 20 minutes, they must have finished the drink. <laughs> and he's picked his jacket up, this bloke, and he says to his missus, he went, oh, fucking hell, someone spilled a drink on my jacket. He's <laughs> <laughs> not a fucking drink that but It might have been a drink fucking half an hour ago. It's not a drink now. And Ben Thatch has pissed at bar. Oh, and then you'd be in shower and you'd be there like with fucking, you know, insignia all over you and then next minute you'd feel somewhat warm up your leg and you'd turn around and they'd be pissing up your leg. <laughs> and you're like, oh, for fuck's sake. And then he used to, he used to, shall we say, you know, leave the kit man little, uh, little deliveries around the, uh, little presents around the training ground. Wrapped. Wrapped. And he'd like, uh, they had a kit room, like a storage room with like loads of boots, new pet, like boots as far as I could see, like stacked up, two or three deep, all new kit, everything. Boots trained. So he'd take like a pair of boots out, put them like under some kit, have a shit in shoebox, and then like slot it back in. <laughs> it wouldn't tell a soul. So, like a day and a half later, you'd just hear this would be Les Chapman, kit man. He's struck again! <laughs> He's fucking struck again. <laughs> the fucking dirty animal. He's done it again. Did he know it were Thatcher? Oh, well, like a phantom chicken. No, everyone knew it was Thatcher. <laughs> so we'd fucking come running round. Up. Where is it? Where is it? And he, yeah, he's done it again. The fucking animal. But it had been fermenting for like 24, 36 hours. <laughs> fucking kit man would be like, oh my God. And I'm, it was just fucking. It was so. He just had this. We got away with doing things like that. And he um, he once dropped one in my fucking locker. So <laughs> I've gone to my locker, and I can see him fucking. He had this smirk on him, and I can thought, what's he fucking done that? I opens my locker. There's a fucking. Oh, and he'd done it in like. He took. You know, like that tracing paper you get in bottom shoe box. He'd done it on paper and put paper in my locker. <laughs> <laughs> he fucking stank my locker out. You know what I mean? 
you like for fuck's sake. <laughs> one of them you couldn't get mad at him. No, because it, it, it was just a great, great fella. That cheeky grin. Yeah, and um, everyone, it was just funny. And he'd batter you, batter your fucking dad, he'd give your fucking brother something, give your missus something. He'd just batter anybody. <laughs> and I remember we went on, went on pre-season tour to China. And he wiped a kid out there and all. Another Mendez-esque challenge. <laughs> <laughs> he never got, never got his... No, we played the uh, Shanghai Shenua. <laughs> so, all Chinese stars. card game. They were sort of perfect elbow height for him, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so he's gone smashing into a fullback. He's gone bang. So that forearm smashed it. Next day, there's a picture of this kid on a drip. I'm fucking back at Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, so we've, uh, we've played the game. We played against... Who else did we play against? They were like a four-team tournament and... We probably finished fucking bottom, <laughs> and uh, we've gone back to hotel. We're flying home next morning, and uh, someone said to Stuart Pierce, manager, I think Richard Dunwich, captain at the time, he's gone to Pierce like, are we uh, all right to go out for a drink, Gaffer? He went, no. So I'm like, oh, fucking hell. One of them where you thought oh, we, we need to ask, but we don't really want her in case yeah. he says no, because yeah. then you're so fucking you're about. Fucking it. Like, so anyway, yeah. it sounds like it sounds like this story's going. There were no fucking asking. <laughs> it's courteous, isn't it? You got to be, you got to be polite, don't you? You know what I mean? So uh, we've uh, we've gone to Kitman's room, Chappie, which like you know what it's like on a way trip. Like you're congregating Kitman. It's a bit of a social physio room, Kitman's room. They're yeah. like social clubs, aren't they? And he had some like fucking whiskey and some fucking vodka and a few beers and that. So it is. There were me, Ben Thatcher, Paul Dickoff, Didier Man, Stevie Jordan, Richard Dunn. Big kit room. Yeah, some big lads and all. <laughs> and uh, so anyway, we're in there. We've had a few. Gets to like fucking two in the morning. We're like fuck it. We're going out. See what fucking crack is. So we've ended up going into this. We're weird. It was this bar club thing. It's like chat. It was weird. Middle of Shanghai. So it's you know we stuck out like fucking, so, <laughs> fucking six foot four blonde hair. Like you know what I mean. We don't think he's from you around here. You're not gonna blend in, are you? <laughs> and um, so we've gone into this in this bar. We had a few more. And then after the bit, Stevie Jordan, another great lad. No, I've but, played with Stevie at Fleetwood. Yeah, good lad Steve, innit? But again, he got a little bit of a screw loose. And he's jumped on pool table. And he's got these like three quarter length. We're in his Man City gear, by the way. We've not got a Stevie song. So. That was my best. That was my best gear at the time. So we're in this bar. And he gets on pool table. And then I'm thinking. What the fuck's he doing? So he stood up in the middle of the pool. And then I could see this wet coming down from oh. midriff. And he starts pissing himself on this pool table. <laughs> so everyone's like, what the fuck's he doing? <laughs> so Dunny's like, Stevie, get fucking down, you idiot. So he gets off. Like, he's half pissing himself, <laughs> literally. He gets off. And everyone's what the fuck are you doing? He went, well, well. everyone laughs when Fatch does it. <laughs> <laughs> Like I was saying, that's just had this way about how he sort of did things, you know. He just it was just funny with everything. And Stevie were like, I don't know, they played it as they were left backs. I don't know if he tried to, you know, outdo that or whatever, but it just weren't funny when Steve did it. It was it was way Thatch did things, but uh, but I think, uh, I think he used to used to like he stood like obviously you know the uh, stand up pisser, and you used to stand there and uh, you just stood having a piss, mind your own business. And Stevie Jordan used to come round you. And he cut both his hands together, and and he just and he just piss into his hands, and he just go, and he drink it. Yeah, like, have you really just done that, mate? It's like, and, and, and bearing in mind he's 33, 34 now. We're fucking married with two kids. You know what I mean? And he just stood having a piss, and he just come around, cups it, 
and Good fucking walk off. Yeah, mine probably had froth on. He would have fucking loose cannon, Steve, as well. Good lad, though, great lad. I think he went to Huddersfield on loan and they ended up sending him back because the shat ain't captain's fucking boot. <laughs> <laughs> so he's coming after training, he's fucking dropped a mix in, a pair of fucking umbros or whatever, hooked him back on peg, Kitman's gone to clean him, I don't know if and went in or what, <laughs> or he smelt it before he got there. And I think Lee Clark was manager, and he fucking went mental. We're having any fucking of it. Said he went back to Sheffield United. <laughs> Okay, Sent back so, from me loan for shitting it, Captain. Oh, yeah. He's a physio now, Steve, but again, fucking great lad, but again, he were one at gang who were, weren't quite yeah. right, you know. Sp- speaking of thatches, were you there when Stephen Ireland rocked up with his with his new weave? Well, because <laughs> you were like one at first, and it, it, it was sort it of. Were, it, were, it were interesting. It was sort of. What a player, by the way. Yeah. As a talent, you've got a little bit of a look of him, by the way, <laughs> in his early He's days. dropped dead fucking ugly at all. <laughs> <laughs> but an absolute... But he was from Cork, which is, you know, it's not Dublin, is it? Yeah. They're a little bit backward out there. No offence to anyone who's from Cork. Like, but <laughs> So he'd come over and it was like an unbelievable... I'm not going to call We've got a big, got a big fan base in Cork, <laughs> I think. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Great place, Cork. Been loads of time. No, anyway, so great player, Steve. As good a feat as I've ever seen. His career's, he's had a good career, but it should have been, he could have gone right to the top. Yeah. And uh, he's sort of coming one day and I'm fucking looking at him and we're thinking, and he's like, got new fucking teeth and new hair. <laughs> and we're like, we're trying to look at, you know, when you can't work stomach out, you're thinking. back from pre-season with... No! So like, it's just an overnight Yeah, he fucking hell. It must have been glued down well, because he fucking <laughs> had no hair on Saturday, he had a full fucking barnet on Monday morning. <laughs> He's fucking defying medical science, you know what I mean? But again, another good lad, just a little bit different, should yeah, we say, yeah. but as a talent... Because he used you know, to have, like, pink Range Rovers. I'd gone at this point when yeah, he started yeah. to get stupid. Yeah. But he, uh, yeah, he had pink Range Rovers and fucking diamonds, this, and... Oh, and he just... Pink, a pink Range Rover. Yeah, pink trims on it, pink alloys, and... Fuck. It was, you know... Like fucking Katie Price, yeah. man. He's a nice kid, he was just not going to plan it. Yeah. And then, like you said before, you got your place back in the city team and then you went to Charlton to be fair so, I'd agreed a new two year contract at City with an option of a third and a testimonial and all that um, I meant to sign it day after the season finished we played away at Tottenham got beat Stuart Pearce gets sacked next day so I got a phone call off chief executive of the club saying listen you meant to be coming and sign your contract today we just sacked Stuart Pearce news is just breaking we can't do anything for a couple of days because obviously this is, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, okay, fine. But it's all agreed, Chuck on. No issues with me whatsoever. It, I think it had been released in press that I'd agreed it and everything. Yeah. And yeah. Anyway, as time went on, a week had passed. I said, well, can I come in and sign that? No, yeah. Uh, club's up for sale now. So, all right, well, what's happening with that? Well, we've got to buy it. It just take a couple of weeks to go for it. I said, well, I'm going to holidays tomorrow. We'll go on your holidays, come back, you're signed. It'll all get backdated. So it's no, you know, so I'm thinking, yeah, fine. You know what it's like. You've shook on it. You. And then after a bit, I come back off my holidays, put about two stone on. <laughs> you're one of them holidays, you know what I mean? And, uh, you've not had a fucking proper holiday if you've not put a couple of stone on, have you? Desperate to get oh, shit last couple of days yeah. to lose it all. Is that chicken raw? Yeah, yeah. fucking put it on my plate. So I comes back and then it's like, yeah, another 10 days, sale's going to go through. So he's got a taxi in Shinoatra. I remember when he took over. And um, anyway, this went on and on and on. And after a bit, I'm thinking, they've got no manager. They've got no like, owner because it's in transition. Chief exec saying, want you to stay. I'm thinking, well, fuck it. Then next minute, Sven Goran Eriksson's getting rumoured to taking over. And I'm thinking, well, fucking hell, that's fucking no good for me because we've got a Swedish goalie there. He's going to favour him. Yeah. So I'm thinking, fucking hell. 
Meantime, the agent's like saying, we need to start having a... It got announced that I was going to sign you, see, so it weren't in public that I were available. Yeah. And I'd had, you know, all right season, should we say. You know, I'd like to think I'd have been all right to, to get yeah. a club sort of thing. So anyway, I've gone up golfing. Up. They talked to a few other clubs that we couldn't get out done. And, uh, and I didn't really want to leave City. I really didn't. And then uh, I went up golfing in north of Scotland and I'm hanging out at this fucking restaurant window. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying, I'm trying, it's been about work, fucking a cup of coffee, then fucking splash it all over you. Hanging out at what, bedroom window? <laughs> hanging out at a restaurant window, because I couldn't get a signal, so I'm like, hanging out at this window. And, um, and his manager saying, right, this is like Sunday night or something, he's saying, Charlton want to take you. I said, I ain't fucking in London. Alan Pardew's been on, really wants to, they're really keen, they're having a right go, they've just been relegated. Uh, from Premier League, so they've been at Premier League for years. They've like just sold Darren Bent, and they, so they, they recouped a lot. So they're having a right go to some pre-season favourites to win league. So I'm still thinking, I don't fucking fancy it. I fucking on oh, a bit of a flash, you know what I mean? Yeah. I thought I don't fancy it, don't fancy it. And the next minute, I've got my fucking mate on phone, Anna Thatcher, <laughs> who would fucking sign there in January. <laughs> fucking get down here, weave you fucking. Love. I'm fucking. <laughs> I'm like, I'm too northern for all this. It's like, Gaffer's great, like, you'll love him, he's fucking, you'll be all, I'm thinking, nah, all that fucking flash fuckers down there, I'm thinking. This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. Go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide. It's not for me. So my agent's like, wait, we'll go down and see what he's got to say. So we've gone down on this Wednesday and had a chat with him and he's come out, pause, his fucking pinstripe suit on all that, hair slicked back. Yeah, fucking old gear on and he's giving it all. Everything, that, everything that you didn't want to go anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> but I thought, he's talking to me like, I'm thinking. And I got like, a geezer here telling me he's all of him, he really wants me, what he likes about my game, how he sees me fitting in. And I'm thinking, yeah, I fucking like this fella. <laughs> and I've got these fuckers at City saying, yeah, well, I still want to do it. But they weren't really showing, if yeah. they wanted to do it, they'd have made it happen. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I thought, fuck it. So I was going down on Wednesday morning, I ain't signing for this. Same to me, agent, I ain't, don't know why we're coming, I ain't signing for that. We in half an hour, I'd fucking signed. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that were it, I'd fucking signed. I thought, like, fuck you know. So I literally you shot back, the dream, then shot back up. Sven going next and tried to ring me that night, and then that was it. I never, you I never. No, when Richard Dunn ended up ringing me, saying, "Oh, Sven's been. I want you to come in to have just have chat." He said, "When you kidding? He fucking wants you in." I said, "Well, I fucking signed, and that's it." And it was biggest mistake I ever made. Yeah. But at the time, I felt it was the right thing to do because, for all I know, I could have gone into City, trained a couple of days or something, got injured, and then you know. Fuck. I'm up creep out of Paddle yeah. So anyway, I signed for Charlton. Um, we're pre-season favourites to win league. Win two years, I got us relegated. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, I'm not, I got us relegated. I mean, one or two other players will probably take a bit of responsibility, but you know. Uh, but I never forget my first day down there. So I knew a couple of lads, like Luke Young were there, I'd played at England 21s with him, and Jordy Morris were on trial, and um, Thatcher, obviously, I'm big mates with Thatcher, you were there. Um, so I've got in on my first day and I got introduced to a few people and um, I just heard this, hey big man! I thought, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> turns around, it's Jerome Thomas, remember Winger? Yeah. Fucking, some talent by the way. He's gone, hey big man, have you parked in the 12 dog? I went, the 12 dog? Oh, the number 12 parking bell. I went, yeah, yeah, I think so. He went, that's mine, innit? It's for the Bentley, innit? I'm going, oh no, I, I, I said I didn't realise you had to park in your squad number. I didn't realise, I said, oh, sorry mate. He went, 
don't let it happen again. I'll let it go because it's your first day and that, innit? But next time I'll reprimand you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking, who's it? <laughs> I'm thinking, what sort of fucking establishment have I joined here? I'll reprimand you. Yeah, and I'm thinking, anyway, end up being a really good lad, JT. Just a, a great, great lad. And uh, I'm thinking, <laughs> fuck, you know, and he kept going on about this Bentley. He's going, yeah, I've got a Bentley, man, innit? It's got a leather roof. And that's what he used to say. You know, you're thinking, you're fucking what? <laughs> I'm from fucking Sheffield, pal. <laughs> I'm fucking watching me having a fucking leather roof. But yeah, and then I remember we, um, we had a meeting. We signed loads of players that summer because, you know, it's like get relegated, new manager, yeah. clear out, a load of new ones in. And, um, we had a meeting on Monday. He named the team on the Monday before first game on the Saturday, which is really early, isn't it? Yeah, you know yourself, Parky. Only time I've ever known it because you've got rest of the squad. It's fucking... Heads up their ass for the yeah. rest of the week, aren't they? So we've walked out of this meeting room Monday morning and JT, Jerome Thomas, is best mates with Lloyd Sam. So they're walking out. Jerome's not playing. So Jerome still thinks he's like a premiership player. So he's not playing. So he's going, Lloyd, Lloyd, can you believe it? Me? Sub in the championship. <laughs> Can you believe it, Lloyd? Me in the championship, Lloyd. <laughs> and then you've got Lloyd, you've got Lloyd Sam going, ah, oh, no, bro, it's fucking disgrace, bro. You're the boy, bro. Giving it all that you know. It's like and you're real. Yeah, and I'm just thinking, what fucking planet am I on here? <laughs> <laughs> and then like it's just it was just in funny, JT. And then we've got out one night and it, for a change, like. And he uh, and Bright Lights London, it's fucking different down there. Like, you know, the first time I'd ever seen people have tables when you go out. We'll get a table. Well, I'll just stand at bar, mate. <laughs> going, yeah, yeah, we've got a table. I'm going, well, I'm happy enough at fucking bar, like. <laughs> yeah. oh, it's I'm going, ah, right. You know what I mean? <laughs> fucking people pissing up them. Like, I've seen it all before. I'll let the table you see number fucking 79 when you're in Witherspoons or in your snap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what table? Can I get that? One just chicken, please. A table 79. Thank you very much. So at this, uh, at this sort of do, and it were a free bar. So JT's gone up to this bird, he's chatting to this bird, I'm fucking tab hanging like. And he's gone, hey, like, I know like it's a free bar, so I can't buy you a drink or anything, but can I buy you a house or a car or anything like that? <laughs> <laughs> and you're thinking, fucking hell, fucking hell, put that straight in back pocket for later. <laughs> They were fucking ones. He's writing checks. <laughs> yeah. He fucking loves it, JT. But a great kid. He's like he sounds like a twat, but it was yeah. it was just funny. And he had this like squeaky voice, like I probably sound not like him, but that's how it's standard to me, especially after a few fights. And, uh, and then he, house or a car. Can I buy you an house or a car or anything like that? <laughs> <laughs> and then next minute we're telling about his fucking Bentley with leather roof. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a leather roof. <laughs> Fucking hell, and then he's in this nightclub one time. He's on like like a balcony, don't they? Like on the end of a booth or something. And he's pulled the water, 20's out, and he's fucking making it rain, isn't he? <laughs> you know, he thinks he's fucking peed, isn't he? And he's going, Lloyd, Lloyd, look! To Lloyd Sam, like, look at all the peasants scrambling for the 20s. <laughs> I was fucking one of them. <laughs> I'm thinking I'll have a bit of that fucker. <laughs> Lloyd, Lloyd, look at the peasants scrambling for the 20s. <laughs> and you're thinking, fucking hell, we're alright here. <laughs> you know, I'm as northern as they come, like, like you lads, and fucking hell, you go down there and it's just. And it, it's. You think they flash at first, but they're not, it's just how they are. I mean, you just knock about with lads, say knock about with lads, new lads who like lived on the road, I lived on that. And they'd have like 
They live at home with a mum and dad. They wouldn't have a car. They'd have an eight grand watch on. Yeah, yeah. And mm. girls would have a thousand pound handbag, and that's the most. It's all about image, and that's the most important thing. We're yeah. up here. It's just not. We're not bothered about yeah. that sort of stuff, are we? As long as you can get a pint, you're eight, aren't you? Yeah, but it were, it were an eye opener. And Alan Pardew at manager, like, who, who I ended up, you know, I got well, more or less going single handedly. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we, we were nice bloke pards. And uh, when I went there, I went down there with full up and everything, how it was going to work out. And it just it just didn't work out. I played like a season and a half, and then Phil Parkinson took over. We worked with Parkinson. Yeah, I worked with Parkinson all. What's that grin for? With his fucking clipboard. Never walked around with his clipboard all the time. Fucking hell, fire. One said to me, do you realise how lucky you are to be a footballer? I said, fuck off. I says, what do you mean? I says, I'm not looking. I says, I've worked my fucking balls off. He won't have it. He won't have him how lucky to be a footballer. <laughs> and and, and if, it, if it had said it to anybody else, fair enough, but I actually really were lucky. I'm going to say, the <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right. I don't think you're meaning footballers in general. You're meaning you, you. are lucky to be a footballer. <laughs> like fucking hell, not wrong. <laughs> as soon as Wednesday come in, were you like? Oh yes. fucking hell! I, I turned a few. He rung me up Rosie and says, "Right, what are you doing?" I'd come out of contract at Burnley. So he said, "I'm out." I'm just having a drink. Is <laughs> Where do you think I am? I'm just, I'm just, just in black. I'm just in fucking black ball. Is that all right? <laughs> and, uh, he's like, "Right, we want to take you." Spoke to Alan, want to do it. I'm like, oh, fucking, I can't believe it. Can't. Just had a little baby girl, moved back to Sheffield. I'm like 31 at the time, and so I'm thinking, oh, fucking, couldn't believe it. Clear my sport as a boy, I played them all. Brilliant, couldn't believe it. Then he's like, we've just got to get rid of Granty first. Lee Grant, I'm thinking, fucking, Burnley are in for him. So I'd just left Burnley. So I know they need a keeper, one better than me. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, so, but this took then, from them selling Grant, it took about a month. So I'm getting offers from not great offers like I took them, but I'm getting interest from other clubs like biggest. Not, Wednesday in League One at the time, I could have moved to clubs in Championship two or three, and I saw I put everything on back burner because I wanted this Wednesday thing to happen, and then Granty went. I thought, fucking, I saw him. Right, Rosie, what's happening? Uh, uh, well, Alan Irvine's asked me to get a list of goalies together now that's available. I'm thinking, okay. don't do this. I'm thinking, I thought it was mine, like. But I suppose he's only doing what, yeah. what's right. Um, so I thought, fuck it, so I ring Rogers. I said, can I come up training tomorrow? He's like, oh, well, well, yeah, yeah, I suppose. This was like one night. So I thought, fuck it, I just jumped in my car, shot straight up Sheffield, just turned up next morning. I'd been in, I'm in good condition. So, but I knew what people would think I'd fucking you wanted, balloon. You wanted to flaunt, you, flaunt the guts. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I didn't go in Irvine's hey. office with my fucking vest on, like, you know what I mean? Not like fucking David James. I, hey, I fucking didn't. <laughs> Might have been David Jason, but not fucking David James. But, uh, but yeah, so. Or fucking Clive James. <laughs> <laughs> so I ended up, yeah, so I ended up going up seeing, seeing them and ended up signing, uh, signing for Wednesday, which, brilliant, I couldn't believe it. and. I signed literally on Thursday before the season started. I went straight into team, yeah. and I was just unbelievable. Moved back home after all them years, and you know, to playing for team, it was just brilliant. You come back a bit of a flash bastard after all that influence. No, nah, not really. I think getting, I think getting relegated and uh, <laughs> not stuffing out me a bit. <laughs> I, I went from one extreme to other. Fucking hell! I went from Charleston. I went <laughs> to, to Dundee. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I went to Dundee. Well, like, well, there no Bentleys in Dundee. No, so fucking hell! I went up there. I said to him. Uh, I, saw, I didn't take my car up. I said to Craig Levine, manager of Dundee, I said, can you get me a car? So, he's like, yeah, yeah, what do you want? I said, oh, hey, as long as it's big. Thinking they'd get me like a BMW or something. He 
fucking next day so cars on the front of you when I it's a fucking Mondeo I thought fucking hell times I tag on from a fucking Aston Martin to a fucking Mondeo in about three fucking weeks you know thinking welcome uh, to Dundee welcome to hey we're one of the best cars in Dundee that Mondeo but yeah, so it were uh, it were good. So I gone from one extreme to other. Everyone were flashed down in London. It was just how it is down there. And then in Dundee, just nobody were, and there were no real big hitters at club. And uh, it was just a good bunch of lads. And I, you know, and that was my more my kind of dressing room than yeah. sort of ones like down south, if you like. Um, but yeah, then obviously moving on to Wednesday. Yeah, I went to Wednesday and started playing there, and it were it were brilliant. I, I sort of loved loved coming back to Wednesday and sort of living out my childhood dream, which I'd, I'd been on loan there. I played 14 games, 2005-2006, but to go there and, uh, and sign permanently yeah. were, were brilliant for me. Clinton Morrison there, he didn't get any guns out, did he? Oh, <laughs> fucking Clinton. I'll never forget, I'd sign. So Clinton, we signed Clinton Morrison, Neil Meller. So we, we signed some good players. Yeah. Tried signing me. I only signed in uh, January. I know, I remember. Because I'm thinking, fucking hell, we are at inquiry, weren't we? <laughs> <laughs> this was just after a doubling trip. <laughs> <laughs> But I remember I'd only been there like a day and what Clinton used to do. Clinton, I mean, you love Clinton, don't you? Oh, used to like winding Clinton yeah. up. What Clinton used to do, if someone had just signed, he'd sort of straight up to him, sort of, yeah, all right, bro, how are you doing? Giving it all that, like, yeah. And he's going, all right, Weeds, how are you doing, pal? Yeah, all right, oh, yeah. I remember when I knocked one past you at Main Road and all this, <laughs> giving you all that. You're like, yeah, yeah, I remember Clint, like, you know. And then he's going, oh, bro, man, I can't believe I've dropped down to League One. I'm going to get a 30 this season, innit? I'm going to get at least 30 goals there. I'm going to wink Golden Boot. He got fucking six. <laughs> <laughs> but he'll still try and tell you it was 26 like, but it was a good lad Clint like, I, I thought it was going to be a bit of a helmet like because yeah. he talked like, outside of his mouth and all that yeah, and, yeah. but it was a, I like Clinton I didn't think I'd get on with Clinton but it was a bit out of Jerome Thomas mould at yeah. times but it was a good good lad Clinton said, said exactly the same thing. Yeah. Mm. I remember being on team bus and then Clinton and Giles Cork were having an argument remember Giles yeah. okay. so they're having an argument at back at coach who could get the other one shot quickest <laughs> I get you shot in 45 minutes, bro. Yeah, I get you done in 30 minutes, bro. And you're like, what the fuck? They've been watching too much, too many fucking films, haven't they? And you're just like, what the fuck? What planet are these fuckers on here? He's like, I fucking know Joey Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> get Joey Ryan, he'll pop a fucking cap in your ass. Well, yeah, fucking hell. Mexican coming after him. Yeah, so practice. fucking hell. So Alan Irvine got another one we got psyched. And, uh, <laughs> but yeah, Alan Irvine, nicest bloke, probably nicest man manager I've ever played for. Great coach. Not sure he was like a manager, which he's more of a coach, wasn't it? You'll know that yourself. And uh, yeah, so Mego come in, so it was choking cheese. Oh fucking Gary Megson comes in, fucking. Hell. So I'll be first one in after warm up. So first fucking game, you're thinking, fucking hell, what's that smell? Oh, uh, fucking brandy. <laughs> he's got a bottle of brandy on go. So he'd have a couple of slurps of brandy. You come in. And then he'd be getting into lads before game and all this. And he used to go fucking right, he'd be fucking steep. He used to go into like a trans mega. Nicest man all week, pretty quiet, on training pitch or on a game. He'd go into a trans, just go fucking mental. And uh, we'd never seen how like it when he first had. But after a bit, you sort of got used to it. Oh, here he fucking yeah. goes again. And we've come in at half time and he's going on about this and that. And he said, remember Miguel Lira, centre half Spanish lad? Yeah. Good looking fucker, like, you know what I mean? I had that stroke, bit of a wand of a left foot. He's gone, Miguel! Next time we get a fucking corner, get up there, get your big fucking head on it and fucking score your Spanish onion. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking lads are fucking... You know you've got... He's like having a go. I'm thinking, has he just called him a fucking Spanish onion? 
<laughs> and you're fucking pissing yourself, like. You're thinking that, we fucking all right. There's old Miguel, that like, speaks a bit of broken English, but what's he on about? <laughs> and then we had another one who'd not been. Played it in League Cup, and it won't fucking tell it. Thursday night, and we were playing on the Saturday away at Bournemouth. So he changed the, the complete team. He didn't want anyone playing Thursday night who were going to play Saturday, which is understandable. It's fucking stupid when you think about it, really, yeah. isn't it? So he changed them. So I'm on bench. And uh, do you remember Daniel Jones? Yes, with the, with the tattoo on his chest. Yeah, he had a tattoo on his chest. It said, believe, right? <laughs> but he used to wear these low-cut tops and you could just see BELs. It looked like Bell. <laughs> <laughs> which wouldn't be far off. <laughs> You know what I mean? But he was a good lad, DJ, and he loved himself. He was fucking ripped, good-looking yeah. fucker, like, fucking fancy themselves with up birds and all that. <laughs> and uh, so I'm on bench, like, fucking 70 minutes gone or something, and DJ comes fucking, like, he's, like, hobbling the back, comes hobbling over to the fucking bench, he goes, gaffer, gaffer, I'm struggling. And they're going, what with your fucking technique? Now fuck off and start running around. <laughs> <laughs> so he's fucking hobbling the back, DJ. If you're thinking, fucking hell, <laughs> with your technique. <laughs> So about 10 minutes later he's gone down, he's had to come off, went for a scan, he's fucking broke a bone in his foot. <laughs> <laughs> and there goes... <laughs> and you know when you look back you think, fucking hell. <laughs> That's what Mego like, he was fucking funny like, and it, it used to go off on one, but... And it's funny that, because I remember that game at Preston on Boxdale which was on about with Spanish Union. <laughs> I'm in first, Neil Thompson comes in who was our first team coach, about quarter three, and lads were in like a minute, he must have sprinted in. He says, he says, gaffer, gaffer, lads, they're not on it, they're not on it out there, warm up with fucking shit, they're passing with sloppy, so my goes going, right, I'll have the cunt. <laughs> lads walks, right, fucking sit down, you know what, fuck what are you doing, fuck your tape, fucking sit down. So they're like, fucking hell, that's fucking dog shit, I was fucking watching, it's fucking not good enough, you've got to liven up, you pull your fucking finger out, so you'll sat on me after five minutes, and fucking you, after last week's one, you better pull your fucking finger out, <laughs> fucking liven up, not good enough, you're passing with shit, this, this, he's going on, I'm thinking, his fucking head's going to hit you. I'm sat there, me thinking, fucking hell. <laughs> so I've gone for a piss, next minute Mego's come and stood next to me, fucking give me no, he's winked at me, went, that should liven them fuckers up. <laughs> himself like you know but it was just some of the things he used to fucking say and he'd be like foaming at mouth but we got results and we got promoted that year mm -hmm. Dave Jones took over with like 12 or 14 games to go but Mego got us in position to get promoted he fell out with chairman Milan Mandovic his last ever game we beat Sheffield United 1-0 at Hillsborough and he, I think he knew we were getting sacked because he fucking ran up pitch get it one of them to cop and all that yeah. and then he got bullied next day a great guy, guy but he's just probably from a, a different era now um, yeah. But one of the managers that I sort of love playing under because they were no great for me. It were great. Weaves, get it, fucking shell it. If you try and pass that <laughs> short, you're fucking off. It were one of them. They were no great. They were none of these passing out bollocks. His philosophy were fucking get it up there, fucking win at all costs. And it were fucking great, like you know. I remember the time I just signed for Charlton and uh, we played you Saturday tea time kickoff Stoke at Stoke. Yes. Did you beat us 2-1? Two, 2-1, one? Two, one, I scored winner. <coughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so he, come, he comes on a sub, didn't yeah. you? And all crowd going beast and all that. And uh, it's one all at time, wasn't it? They weren't long to go. One of my best mates, Paddy McCarthy, who were playing for Charlton at the time, and he sort of turned Paddy inside out a bit, wriggled past him and fucking twatted him. I think I him, actually. Yeah, you, you, really? him. you yeah. stood him up, didn't you? I put it like, I, I, I sort of made I a think, fucking... I think, I, I know yeah, it, I he knows. I fucking know 100%. I made a little darting run into the box. And somebody slipped me in and I just fucking chopped it with the outside of my right foot through his legs. And I just slid it in far corner. Boom, job done. 
Obviously, it's gone in. So, <laughs> and uh, end the game, we've lost two one, and fucking Paddy's fucking spewing. Pards had a fucking dug him out a bit, give him a bit, and we like fucking. I've had a bit of a shit start of the season here, lads, because that was second game. I think we drew first one at home to fucking Scunthorpe. You know, promoted to you think fucking hell. So we goes out that night. We gets back to London. Me and Paddy's like fuck it, we'll go out. No, it's like fucking 10 o'clock back, fuck it, we're out. <laughs> so we've fucking gone out. And uh, Paddy's like, he's fucking spewing. He's like, I can't fucking accept that, Weaves. I can't fucking have that for myself. I've just ordered a new fucking Range Rover. I can't fucking have it. I'm going to have to cancel it. I'm going to fucking cancel it. <laughs> Monday morning, he cancelled his fucking Range Rover. I'm back at park, he fucking turned him inside <laughs> out. <laughs> he got a fan here. <laughs> he got on bus. <laughs> Must have been a low point in his career. But he, he was just spewing on it all night going, I can't fucking have that. I can't. I can't accept that. He's fucking out of order. He's fucking wriggled me inside out there. He's fucking done this, done that. Anyway, I think he fucking uh, uncancelled his cancellation next day. But, uh, but yeah. And I remember the great man who's not here, the goat as he uh, yeah. calls himself. I remember we played it when I was at Charlton, obviously, against Preston. And we were like in and out playoffs. So Preston, so quite a big game at Championship at the time. And Al Pardew doing his team meeting before. I don't think you started Parquet. That probably don't come as a surprise, but you, I don't <laughs> think you started. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think you did because I knew it was Brownie. And Pardew in meeting before. I must have been, if, if he were playing in front of me, I must have been fucking injured. <laughs> you must have been that. <laughs> or suspended. <laughs> and um, he says, uh, Team meeting, he's going, right, he can hurt us, fucking Chapel on wing and fucking blah, blah, blah. And I think it were Whaley on, would that be right, Whaley? Yeah. And McKenna, he's like, he would pull strings. He went, they've got Brown up front. He went, you know, he's all right, but he's not, <laughs> he's not really a goal threat. Anyway, we fucking lost two, what he scored them both. <laughs> and they were fucking worldies and all. He's fucking dragged one, like from behind him, and then turned around and twat like Dennis fucking Burke. It was brilliant, it were. He's not really in goal. But yeah, that, that was like Alan Pardew. If, if he weren't having anyone at opposition, he'd sort of tell you, he's like, yeah. Fuck, I'm not having him, like. But then I think it's dangerous to do that before yeah, a game. Do, like, Especially with a forward. I, like, I never like saying their goalkeeper's not the best. Because yeah. you'll end up having a worldie, like. You so are so his fucking seven career goals? He's going to the best his last two ever goals you know <laughs> yeah probably were nah to be fair he scored a few at Donny didn't he he scored a few at Donny yeah, but, uh, but I remember that and I thought fucking hell and uh, that was one of the defeats that sort of dented our playoffs over I think but uh, I think your best times were Man City Sheffield Wednesday yeah Man City obviously I had 10 years there so it, it was just yeah. and it, I played in different eras there I played when we were shit but we had promotions and then I played there when Begitta sort of come, your Steve McManamans, your Anelkas, your Peter Schmarkles, your Siemens, your fa- all them sort of great, great players. So I saw, I was there 10 years, I saw, there must have been hundreds of players come through the roundabout, if you like, as it were then. But uh, yeah, that was all out of my, my career. 18 to 28, sort of main bulk of me, my adulthood as well, really. Yeah. So it was, Even uh, though you were injured for, for three years. Two and a half, three years, yeah. yeah. And, uh, but it was just, just great. And like I said, my biggest achievement, I think we're getting back in team after I'd been injured, uh, but you know, wouldn't change anything about any of my time, even my injuries, because that's, you know, that card you dealt and you've got to fucking get on with it, haven't you? And you know, it is what it is, things might have been different if I hadn't got injured, but sort of no regrets about that. And then like I said, moving to Wednesday, just sort of play at Man City for like 10 years and then to play for my boyhood team Wednesday, which I still work at now, yeah. um, it just absolutely brilliant. And so when you look back, 
you don't appreciate everything until you finish. Obviously, Parky is still going. But when you when you take stock and look back, and you know, you just remember everything. And I'm yeah. and I'm so grateful for everything. That only thing I wish is my kids would have been a bit older to sort of see me play. Because yeah. I, don't, I don't even think they think I'm a footballer. Like you know, I think <laughs> my dad, the granddad, tells them bits and bobs, but they're not really that interested. You know what I mean? But uh, but yeah, that's probably the only thing that I would have liked. But yeah, some uh, some sort of great memories and stuff. Arctic Monkeys are our oasis then if you like your Well, I'm going to see monkeys next week oh, yeah. in Sheffield. Yeah. But Chester Zoo. Fucking <laughs> 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 you know, you've been waiting for that one. <laughs> but yeah, but to be fair, probably oasis because uh, when, when I was 15, 16, they were like a phenomenon. Yeah. You know, I was lucky enough to meet them a few times yeah. and, and what have you. Yeah, so uh, went to a couple of gigs and, you know, sat with them at games and stuff. And, and yeah, so, so brilliant. Yeah, I love them. Always been into music as well as. as, as yeah, um, take it or leave it with music. I like it, like a bit of eighties stuff. Sonic yeah. Sonic Tommy looks decent. With <laughs> <laughs> Jason Donovan, quick curtains are going to be back in soon, you know. Oh, dip with dip, that's all I Right, said Fred. <laughs> as long as you're not fucking dipping it too deep. <laughs> oh, we've superb. Yeah, thank Cheers. you very much for that, mate. Thanks a lot. Cheers, lads. I enjoyed it. Come back next week if you want. We'll get Chef Long in. <laughs> Who did he play for? <laughs> <laughs> Is that fucking Shane's brother? I'm gonna say. <laughs> oh, cheers for listening. Um, live show coming up. Yeah, so if you're in the area and fancy coming and watching this live, yeah, should be a laugh. A few beers after that. Thursday night, pal, it? So I'll not be able to. Yeah. You know, you'll have to leave it at about ten pints. Won't yeah. You? <laughs> <laughs> if it's Thursday, yeah, can I do a gallon? <laughs> <laughs> But no, yeah, so it uh, should be going. It's in in the in the charity as well. Yeah, all for uh, Mind Mind Foundation. So it's all for a good cause. Mm-hmm. Should be good crap. Keep an eye out Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and uh, YouTube. YouTube again, and get us some more reviews on iTunes. Get us up that chart. That'd be nice. Yeah, we'd like to get in the top ten, eh? Yeah. Cheers, waves. Cheers, yeah, lads. Thank you. Very much. Thanks a lot. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. 
Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.